This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. And liftoff. We have liftoff of Anne McLean to Vite St. Jacques and Oleg Kononenko blasting through the Kazakh sky to the International Space Station. Everything looking good so far. Good first stage performance. Soyuz delivering 930,000 pounds of thrust. Everything is fine on board. 30 seconds into flight. All parameters are nominal. 30 seconds in. Everything's still looking good. First stage will burn for two minutes. First two minutes and six seconds of the flight. A lot of frayed nerves in that room, no question. But uh, a lot of celebration as well, because Canada blasting into the headlines, as you can hear, as Canadian astronaut David Saint-Jacques successfully gets to the International Space Station aboard the Russian Soyuz. And this is a big deal for, for a couple of reasons. I mean, for, first, it is the first launch of that Soyuz, another one since the failed launch back in November, in October. Yeah, October. And it's also important because there are astronauts aboard the space station. They've been up there for months. And they've been kind of in limbo since that Soyuz failed in October. Because no one knew, like, when are they going to get home? How are we going to go and get them? And would they be able to get David Saint-Jacques into the air? Like, here's a guy who's trained for it, ready to go. Would they be able to get... Uh, this crew up. So up they went today, and it was all systems go. And that's a good thing, because that means we take another big step forward. Let's bring in Zach Trolley to this conversation. He's an engineer from Calgary looking, well, not just to get to Mars, but he's trained to go to Mars and uh, still champing at the bit for his opportunity, which I think we get closer to. He joins us now. Hello there, sir. How's it going? Let's talk about the significance of today's launch and what it means for this particular Canadian astronaut. Sure. Um, I mean, like you said, the uh, the failed launch of the Soyuz earlier um, this year um, put a whole damper on the uh, space station program. So having this launch go off without a hitch is, is fantastic for the whole program, but great for Canada because we get another astronaut in space, um, which is always fantastic for us. You know, we spoke about this the last time when it failed to launch and the uh, implications that we spoke about, like what would happen for the future of the program? What does it mean for the guys at the space uh, station? So did you wake up with uh, butterflies in your belly thinking, OK, this thing has got to go? I, uh, I didn't get up for the launch. Um, I think it was 3 a.m. my time. So uh, <laughs> I slept through that one. I'll forgive you for that. Um, but I, I, yeah, it was uh, a little bit of, of worry, but. You know, these guys that do rocket launches, they, they know what they're doing. Um, they're professionals, and they want this to succeed more than anybody. So I knew that they were working around the clock to, uh, to get that off. Um, and uh, luckily, it was nothing but good news when I woke up in the morning. And so what will, um, will David, Saint-Jacques, and the rest of the astronauts, what will they be doing once they get well, now that they're at the space? Are they there? Would they be there yet? I mean, it's pretty fast. Yeah, yeah they got there this afternoon. All right, so they get there. What will they be doing, and, and how long will they work with the crew that was there and before they come back? Um, I'm not sure what the, what the handoff is. It's usually um, three months overlap. 
So each crew stays six months um, with a three-month overlap. So that crew that was up there will head down, and then another crew will come up on that, on that rotation. Um, but what uh, uh, David Saint-Jacques, he's uh, a medical professional, so he'll be doing um, some biomonitoring of the crew and um, he's actually taking up a, a piece of hardware that was made in Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called the Hexoskin. And it's a shirt that you wear that monitors all your vitals, kind of like an undershirt. Um, and I use the same shirt um, on my mission, my Mars simulated mission. Um, and you can actually buy one for about 500 bucks. So <laughs> it's, uh, it's interesting to see this consumer technology um, being used in these advanced, um, advanced missions that, you know, you you can take that data um, and see, you know, what it's like in space. And then he can take that data and see what it's like on Earth. And anyone else can verify that data, which is really, really exciting. And so how long will this mission last? And what is the significance for it? Is it mostly medical training? I mean, what what do we do from here now that the Soyuz has been successful? We've got another crew up there. I mean, how do we take a, a bigger step forward? So we get to continue the experiments that are on the uh, International Space Station. Um, and that's everything from like, medical, like I said, um, but it goes into manufacturing. There are lots of uh, pharmaceutical companies that are trying to grow drugs in zero gravity. You can't grow on Earth. Um, all kinds of other experiments to look for new ways of doing um, science and doing engineering and doing business. So, you know, if we had to cancel these missions because we couldn't get up there, everything, all, every experiment that was up there would have been ruined. Every experiment that was planned would have put on hold. So, you'd have had, you know, thousands of researchers around the world and, and, and millions of dollars just kind of go up in smoke. Yeah, it's hard to think. I was watching um, uh, Mr. Jacques, uh, the astronaut, when um, he was kind of sitting there, they're waiting to go in. And I think to myself, like, what goes through his his mind? Is he worrying about blowing up, uh, not making it? I mean, there's so much stuff that goes through their mind, and yet they're totally trained for it. What do they, what do they, I know you've gone through the training to go to Mars, and, and you're studying this kind of stuff, but w- what goes into the training to prepare yourself, uh, basically going into the complete unknown, fully knowing that you may not make it out? Um, you know, I, I have a, a little bit of a military background as well. Um, and we think of like EMS and other kind of uh, jobs where you put yourself in harm's way every day. It, it's kind of that mentality that I have a job to do. Um, I'm well aware of the risks. I've been trained for the risks and I'm still going to do this job. So, you know, it's not for everybody. Uh, no. Firefighting is not for everybody. But uh, for those who, who want to do it, it's, you know, I can't imagine anything else. It, if I was on the launch pad, I'm ready to go to Mars, you know, <laughs> I know it could end in catastrophe, but there's no place I'd rather be. Yeah, I know you're the you're the excited kind. So when I heard uh, Mr. Branson last week, who surprised me a little bit because Mr. Branson, uh, the billionaire who has a hobby of uh, space travel and he wants to, I guess, open up the skies to to space tourism. You know, last week he was saying, "Hey, we are going to get up before Christmas." And I want to hear what uh, hear let you hear what he had said about space travel and the fact that he is determined to get people up there uh, very soon. Take a listen. Space is difficult. Rocket science is rocket science. And this has taken us 14 long years, and it's taken Jeff Bezos 14 long years. I mean, I obviously would love to, love, love to prove our critics wrong, um, and I'm reasonably confident that before Christmas um, we, 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 we will do so. All right. So, Zach, I mean, he he is not going to go up on these initial launches. He says there'll be a pilot going up for the first few until they master it. But they're very determined to get people, you know, starting space tourism. Is this something that you'd be interested in? 
Uh, I can't afford it um, at the moment. <laughs> it's only 250 but, uh, grand, Zach. Come on. Yeah, I, I don't have that lying around. Um, but I think, I think it's fantastic. Um, you know, the more people we can get into space, um, the better. I, you know, it's going to be the ultra-rich to start. But, uh, you know, those are the kind of people that are making decisions on, you know, big international trade deals. And when these people get to fly into space and see the world with no borders, um, you know, see what deforestation does and see all those impacts that humanity has, you know, they, they might make different decisions than they, than they normally would. So um, she's absolutely right. Space is very, very hard. But uh, not only do we get to um, get to learn so much by that, but by going in space, we get a chance to look at ourselves, look back at ourselves, um, you know, kind of do a look in the mirror. And I think it, it'll be a huge change for the better in society. But are you optimistic? I mean, I look at it and I go, okay, he's just being a funny celebrity billionaire who's uh, kind of going on about his toys. But, um, you know, he seems like he's pretty serious about this. And if, in fact, he is successful at, at getting these, whatever they are, of spaceships, I don't know what they are, uh, you know, his creations into to orbit, um, how then quickly does this kind of, this part of the world open up? So he was actually successful in 2004. Um, his company won, well, the company he purchased won the X prize. Um, and they went to up to space, which is about a uh, hundred kilometers um, above the surface of the earth is the definition of being quote unquote in space. So, um, they did that back in 2004 in like a one seater. And Spaceship Two, the the craft they're using now, they built with seats so they can take passengers up. Um, the first one crashed in 2014. Um, they built the second one, and um, yeah, they're they're hoping to get it above that 100 kilometer line. Um, and once they do that um, safely, and they show that they can do it repeatedly, then it's selling tickets um, to people who want to go go see uh, see the curvature of the Earth and float in weightlessness, and you know do what. Uh, only a trained astronauts have been able to do so far. So for you know 250 grand, you can have that experience um, that uh, that takes years and years and years of training to do to do right now. Yeah. Well, you open the GoFundMe. I'll put in the first five bucks. Sounds good. <laughs> I guess you're uh, excited though, so it's nice to see. But uh, yeah, we have a lot of headlines in uh, space travel, and and so it's interesting that it's all coming at the same time. Zach, thanks for joining us. Thank you very much. Zach Trolley is uh, an engineer from Calgary. He is determined to get to outer space. This guy would live on Mars if you gave him a chance. So every time I hear a space story, I think, let's talk to Zach, because he's very enthusiastic about it. And uh, who knows if he will get there, but um, my money is on the fact that he will. Next here on Point, I'm Alex Pearson. This is Global News Radio.